This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Forget the frustration of picking commerce platforms when you switch your business to Shopify, the global commerce platform that supercharges your selling wherever you sell. With Shopify, you'll harness the same intuitive features, trusted apps, and powerful analytics used by the world's leading brands. Sign up today for your $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash tech, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash tech. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Welcome to You're Making It Worse. I'm Elliot Glazer. I'm Brent Sullivan. And I'm H. Allen Scott. We're here. We're queer. Meh. Textual healing. There is, we have a new gay congressman in New York City. That's right. That's right. In the Queens, I guess, Long Island. No, I think it's Long Island. Yeah. Is it Long Island? I think it's Long Island. I think he has some of Queens, though, too. I don't know. Third congressional district. Someone look it up. But there's a new gay congressman from New York City or area uh, named George Santos, and he's a Republican, and he's also right. a big, 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 fat liar. <laughs> oh, how dare you I'm not saying he's fat, the I'm saying the fat. lies are fat. The oh, lies are okay. Fat. So wait, the lies are P-H-A-T? Is that what yes. you're saying? Yes, well, no, okay. that would be good. These are yeah. F-A-T, these are big oh, okay. lies. Big Huge lies. lies. Yeah, so that's like, right. I, I heard about this guy. <laughs> the whole thing, it's fascinating. I'm fascinated. Now he is facing not only federal and state investigations into the lies that he told during his campaign. But he's also now facing, just today, as we're recording this, Brazil announced that they're opening an investigation into the <laughs> charge of him writing bad checks in Brazil that he wow. has said that he did not do. So, so Alan, why don't you run through some of the lies that yeah. he told? So he previously said that he worked on Wall Street at Citigroup and Goldman Sachs. He didn't. He worked with them, he says, that's what he calls it, um, at a place called Linkbridge Investors that used that and he says he used poor choice of words like I worked at Citigroup and Goldman Sachs. That's his right. poor choice of words. Um, he also said he graduated from Baruch and studied briefly at NYU. He did not. In fact, he never went to any university or <laughs> never graduated from any university. I should say. Um, he said he's Jewish, but even that is being drawn into question because he said that his grandparents fled Jewish persecution in Ukraine, settled in Belgium, and then again fled persecution during World War II and eventually ended up in Brazil. But in reality, records show that New York Times pointed out that his grandparents were born in Brazil. And mm. he said he's Jew-ish, heavy on the ish, and he's sticking to the story about his grandparents because he says that's the story he was always told. Mm. Uh, which is similar well, that's to, not how it works but okay similar to elizabeth warren i will say just to give equal credit to both sides yeah elizabeth warren also said that she had native american ancestry in her because that was the story her family told and that's why she used it as a harvard application thing but turns out and, she and did not or something remember when i she did like a like a 23 and me yeah and it turns out she was like one or two percent native american yeah and like her campaign released it yeah <laughs> oh. like, like I mean, that that was her. like their moment of vindication they're like 
Guess what, guys? She was right. Yeah, 2%. It, was it was cringe. I oh, love yeah, her, was, but that, that was, was not. That was yeah. Cringe. Um, he said he lost four I, I also like at the Pulse nightclub shooting. In fact, they were just four people who applied for jobs. At his mm, very cool. Business. Um, his ex-boyfriend uh, said that George stole... Wait, who put that? I put that in. Oh, did you like, have... Is that true? I don't know about yeah, that. I, yeah, Google oh. it. Oh, wow. I didn't know that. Oh, I guess I guess because I don't work at Newsweek, Alan. <laughs> I guess you have to double... You have to well, fact check perhaps, everything perhaps I put I in. I viewed it as not important. Um, oh, you! He said he owns thirteen properties. He doesn't. His family does, and he was found to be charged with writing bad checks in Brazil. He denies this, but refuses to provide proof that well, you know, that he hasn't. And finally, he says he's gay. However, even just today, I was seeing someone claiming girl that he has an ex-wife somewhere. Uh -huh. So I don't even know if he's yeah, actually gay. Apparent, yes, apparently he's he's. I, I was reading that too. That he's. He, he apparently might not even be gay or fully gay, which is uh, well, fine, well, which is fine. But, but Brent, let, yeah, let's, Brent has let's, something to say. Let's, let's clarify. She says he's gay, and to prove it, he described Elliot's bedroom, and as it turns out, that is the first time he's told the truth. So we do know he has been in Elliot's bedroom, but is, outside uh, of that, wild is, to me that he's, he's able yeah. that he's able to. I mean, every politician lies. It just Democrat, sure. Republican, independent, yeah. every politician lies or fabricates or inflates uh, something to make them look better or whatever it is. Every, sing every single person, I think, in life does that to some degree. However, yeah. when you're running a campaign and you, you make lies that are this big and are this sort of disprovable, you know, mm -hmm. like then on what level can and then there's no there's no system in place to stop necessarily this person from then taking office because voters or, I mean, almost it's it's almost being fraud. Like he's committing a fraud on voters in a ways, don't you think? He's, I mean, he is re requisite Long Island trash. Like I, I understand that he's, you know, Brazilian, Brazilian or uh, born. I think or, is he actually from Brazil or he's from now, Long he lived Island? For uh, I think he grew up partly in Brazil, and then yeah, he, they moved to also Florida. He has homes in Florida too, or his family does, not him. Mm -hmm. yeah, yeah, he's he's so. he's from he's a Nassau County uh, uh, Republican. All I know is that he to, he. I mean, all I can say is that it just it just reeks of Trump. It's just lying and lying and lying. The only difference in him and Trump is that he either admits he half admits to the lies and at least tries to give them some credence of truth, whereas Trump just hammers and yeah, will never just, is yeah. relentless. Yeah. Just but did hammers he because he was forced to. Like if he had, if this had never come about, would and there were local journalists who found this information out. It wasn't the New York Times. It was local journalists who found this. Information how did he get so? How did he get so far ahead, and he even ran, elected with all these? Ran into, he ran in twenty twenty, and he had been sort of a local Trumpian sort of activist, very loud voice. I think he oh, maybe had a large social media following. He was one of the Trump sort of characters. I don't know if Trump endorsed him. I have a feeling he did, because um, I think he's the only Trump Republican that won on the East Coast or something. So the, the, the interesting thing to me is like, there comes a point where, you know, you know, there's obviously there's this whole, you know, contingent of Trump Republicans at this point. And this guy sort of represents, they're obviously not all like this, but to me, they kind of, they represent this guy represents what I kind of how I viewed that wing of the party, which is just so blatantly dishonest. Yeah. Um, 
And and the the thing is, so we can we could disagree about politics all day long, right? About you know, there's plenty of people that don't vote the way I do, but no one likes being lied to, right? And no one wants to be lied to, and no right. one. Like you can find a Republican who will run in a a congressional district of almost a million people who doesn't lie constantly. And this is sort of that thing where I I, I have this this deep seated suspicion that 10, 20 years from now, a number of these Trump supporting Republicans will finally kind of come to their senses and say this that motherfucker lied. Right. Every like they might not have understood it or they didn't maybe they didn't want to believe it when it when it was happening. But he lied every fucking about every fucking thing he did in office. Yeah. And like at the end of the day, you can't tell me that you want to be duped. If if you if you are willing, if you are a want a willing participant in being duped that I, I almost don't think of you as human. Like yeah. you're not human at that point. It like, reminds me of sort of the, in terms of presidential politics, the sort of revisitation that people are having on Democrats are having on Lyndon Johnson, but also Republicans had in the nineties on Nixon in that, you know, I would argue that in some respects, Nixon was very progressive for a Republican, but Republicans shied away from him years later being like, this stuff was horrible. And Democrats with Johnson were like, he got us into a war we didn't need to be in. He lied to us. He he literally created something to get us into a war. And so looking back on these politicians and being like, whoa, like, like it's a, it's an epiphany that I think is a slow burn and takes a long time for supporters to finally accept. But when they do, then the question is, what direction do you take the party? For the Republican Party after Nixon, they went in a very, very Christian conservative yeah. direction, Newt Gingrich yeah. direction. And for Democrats... I think they went in the right direction by going very progressive. Barack Obama going very liberal, going having values in the in the in our platform that you know of equal rights and 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 everything. And so you know, I it's it's interesting what happens. Years yeah. Ago. Well, it's not a wildly conservative district. Joe Biden won uh, won the district by ten points. Well, that's um, what's interesting about Nassau County is that in long island you're right Elliot. Things. is there's a lot of like conservative trash on in long island yeah. just sort of tacky and very trumpian but there's also a lot of old school republicans that make up not only nassau county but also staten island and you have like the guy who ran against hillary clinton in her first senate election he was a i think a staten island maybe nassau county republican it was it was suozo suozo or something no uh, rick lazio rick lazio lazio and and so i mean there is even though people think of new york city as sort of like this this beacon for liberalness which it is there also is a conservative element to it especially on long island but it's it's more nuanced and it's it's not just yeah Yeah. i i know i mean i it just it just comes from resentment of the cosmopolitan Mm -hmm. ideal i mean that's that is literally that that's it it's money it's greed and it's uh, uh, a resentment of genuinely of like just diversity and liberalism and people yeah. being progressive. They just want to double down. And that's why Trump just destroyed in, or I mean, one, obviously in like Staten Island and this yeah. type of mm-hmm. uh, Long Island. It's like, it's all, it's very much the same crap. It almost makes sense then when you can exactly that everything in sort of the that part of like what you're describing about Nassau County and Long Island is that the appearance of having money, the appearance of success, yes, appearance that, of the American dream. And this guy's lies all line up with someone just trying to fit in. 
Yes. Um, and 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 also the 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 like them buying into his lies because somehow inexplicably they actually agree with mm. they think trump is actually like classy or whatever like that yeah. to them is they're so they truly are so tacky that when they see trump they think of wealth and, well, and i've and, pooped in trump tower before and i can tell you <laughs> it was a mm. pleasurable experience mm. it was it was actually i mean i did oh. it on purpose because i wanted to poop there but like sure it, yeah it was it was a nice well that's thing. nice it was nice <laughs> Not even joking. Well, it's officially 2023. Uh, and I thought for today's episode, it would be just, it would make perfect sense to just talk about our New Year's resolutions. Uh, <laughs> sure, our guests dropped out last minute, but. <laughs> sure. <laughs> But also, why not? They they had a very nice reason to to drop out. We don't have to announce that to everyone, Elliot. I know, but it's just funny because (laughs) it happens, and it does. But I mean, people. I mean, I I I know from second, you know, secondhand from or firsthand from other people from listeners that they do seem to enjoy episodes that are guestless sometimes. So it's fun to you know. I I I get usually when I leave my apartment, you know, I'll walk five six feet from my front door and usually someone stops me to tell me how much they enjoy <laughs> guest-free um, episodes guest-free episodes it's something that comes up funny very consistent so someone at someone at my life. gym in the elevator was like love your podcast oh yeah. that's really so nice sweet. i had that in i was in the san francisco area for um christmas and i had that as well on two different occasions oh my god yeah it's lovely it's i never get I anything like that so really? Really? <laughs> I never, that's no, not no, true yes you no are. no one in michigan no one in michigan said anything about our podcast to me uh during our, our Chris, my christmas break but that doesn't mean i'm mad <laughs> That doesn't mean maybe we just don't have a large audience in michigan maybe it's possible it's possible yeah but uh alan why don't you start with your resolutions we'll go to me and then we'll end with elliot because his are (laughs) filled with drama (laughs) oh my god (laughs) per usual i mean mine are the normal because i kind of hate resolutions i have to be honest and i have some stuff here but i think i i wrote jokingly that i want to learn to walk in heels because you know i'm horrible at walking in heels (laughs) um but I also want to lose some weight and like get healthier. I should probably. Oh, you don't need bed. to lose a pound, you oh, son of I, a bitch. Oh, but I do. And I want to, I have started this thing in the past two days since the new year started where Michael and I were like, let's watch a movie we haven't seen before each day. And so we're doing yeah. where we're, cause we both work from home and you know, we're home a lot. And so it's like very easy to, for us to watch a new movie every single day so so what 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 were the two well the two so far since it is only january 2nd as, as of this recording is <laughs> um is life is beautiful very 90s moment uh, oh my yeah. god life is beautiful i've never oh i had god. never seen it before lukewarm on it and it's so yeah. basic it it is very basic um i thought it was good it it's, fi- it's fine it's very it's 1998 fun. like yes. Robert, like can you um, i mean genuinely roberto benini is essentially like borat you know, <laughs> it's like he's Borat, and but at the time, it's like, he was it's a, sweet. It's a sweet story and depressing story at the same time. But I didn't watch it for years because I remember being a young kid and watching um, the Oscars that year. And him, I did too. Yeah. No, you don't. Him, no, no, no. I remember this. I he remember freaked out when he won. Well, yeah, he yeah. freaked out, but I was pissed off because I knew, even though I hadn't seen Life is Beautiful, I was like, there is no other performance than Ian McKellen in Gods and Monsters, which is a fantastic oh film. Oh, my God. Which you should watch. And I've, I've been resentful of it 
ever since. Yeah, I still so, remember him so walking funny. on the seats or right. Yeah. Like, yeah, he's yeah. Running. I, even so I watched, even as like an eighth grader, I was like, who is this? Fucking yeah, I know. I know. <laughs> yeah. So I watched that film, and then I also watched a Robert Altman film today called Ready to Wear, which is about like Fashion Week mm. and stuff. Mm. Um, yeah, very, very, but no, very so my but my other my other sort of resolutions really are just sort of like. How are you going to lose the weight? What are you What are you going to do? Oh, well, you know, my surgery. I don't know. I mean, I'll, <laughs> no, I'll, I'll figure out gonna, something. I mean, are you going to do cardio? Are you going to do some more running? No, I don't think I don't want to focus so much. I feel like whenever people say they want to lose weight, they only focus on the exercise and they don't actually focus okay. on food. <laughs> on the and, surgery. And oh, I think yeah, yeah, yeah. I think yeah. food is probably Huge. a bit more important. Oh yeah, the exercise. food is like I mean, and, it's it's literally like eighty percent food, twenty exactly. percent exercise. And so I I know that I desperately need to focus on the food and the exercise stuff will come. But once you, I get into you cook yeah. and you're you're good at I yes, mean I'm good at I'm I'm very good at understanding how to make healthy food and stuff. But I also need to like be proactive in and keep well, my, keep Michael's not pattern. the best influence. No, he's not. He only likes food that's <laughs> processed he and only shaped. likes hamburgers that have been processed. <laughs> Yes, not, like stars. not the best influence. But so I'm gonna <laughs> I'm gonna focus on that and then just do more with Sadie. But I also want to really I'm I desperately want I've been thinking about this for a while. I'm plotting. I'm announcing it here. Wow, mm. announcing it is um. There's this like I'm really obsessed with like YouTube documentary style stuff. The, mm. the deep dives into things that like people obsess over. Yeah, and I want to do one on like basically TV film like with women in TV and film basically oh. and the things that I obsess over like i go crazy about and basically it would just be like a you not i wouldn't be on camera it would all be docu style with clips and stuff just like what my instagram is and it's yeah it's like your instagram well if if you need a voiceover artist for that alan i'd be more than happy to audition i Uh, think i'm qualified enough he's got diane diane ream on speed dial yeah Yeah, those are are my resolutions that's a great idea well that's really exciting Um, that's really cool so uh, for my resolutions, I actually usually always do these, like for me, it's always like clean house. Like I do all these small things. Like I've been meaning to contact my insurance to try to cover a doctor's appointment I had like <laughs> out like out of network like six weeks ago. And I just have, pu- have been putting off that call for like six weeks, probably longer actually. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's that's like not, not, not exactly thrilling, but that is... <laughs> That is one thing I want to do with my resolution. I also, my big ambition of this year, um, and I don't know exactly the timeline that I have for this, is that I want to write a TED Talk about, I want to write a funny TED Talk about how social media is ruining the world. Oh my God, you'd be be amazing. I mean, I think you probably would need to soften your rhetoric a little bit. for (laughs) (laughs) You know, just perhaps because... You know, you don't want people to like, oh, yeah. Well, that, I mean, yes. that honestly, that is the challenge of it is as I'm trying to in my head before I even start writing, which is not a good idea because you just need to start writing. But I'm trying to figure out exactly the approach and the ultimate argument that I'm that I'm trying to make. Am I trying to say that it's evil and you should quit? Am I trying to say that it's evil and you should not use it as much or just delete it from your phone or or, or am I, you know, am I advocating that I think, you know, social media should just be legislate, like there should be legislation that controls them, you know, better. And, you know, I, so anyway, that that's sort of what I'm. Well, you not only are you like, uh, not only are you passionate about the topic, but you also, and obviously as a comedian are a great, you know, communicator, great orator. Yeah. But also like your point of view is not just 
complaining. Like, it, you know, you right. really do understand Mostly that, but it's not just, <laughs> <laughs> but, but you really do understand and, and are really uh, uh, talented at verbalizing the complexities of social media, specifically like the sort of self-reflective nature of it that I'm also boggled by too. Sure. Essentially, if you, I mean, I, and you and I always talk about this, but the idea of people of social media, basically soliciting performances yeah and the yeah. idea that we've gone so far from being like you're fake to people truly and genuinely like yeah accepting full-blown performances from anybody who posts a picture where they're not pretending that they're taking a picture you know yeah. and, and that's yeah, so like, common that it's yeah but i think the balance is going to be because like you know it's i'm bringing up lyndon johnson twice in this thing but it's like <laughs> when, when you say when like when when something is offered to people be it Lyndon Johnson said when Medicare and Medicaid were offered to people, it's very hard to take it back from people. It's very hard to yeah. like take it away. And so same with social media. You, it, the people have it and for better yes. or worse, they love it. So yes. I think the message perhaps can't be, you know, get rid of it. No, but I, and, and that's, yeah. I think that's going to be, not, that's going to be your balance. I mean, you, you make a great point and I'm, these are all arguments that I think are, I'm trying to kind of, you know, synthesize before I start writing, but I actually am not convinced that everyone loves it. Well, not I'm, oh, I'm, absolutely I'm convinced not. The vast majority. That, so, you know, what is it? I think, I, I don't know the exact updated stats, but like what, 70% of Americans like use it with some semblance of regularity. I think like a third of people don't use it whatsoever. And I wouldn't be surprised if huge solid percentages of that 70% uh, could easily live their life without it, but they just haven't had yeah. any impetus or reason to put it down. Myself included, by the way. You know, yeah, I, I mean, still have an Instagram yeah. account. There's still I'm, a lot I'm, of people. I'm, I'm criticizing mean, no one. Right half, here, of, half of seventy percent, thirty-five percent, with however many people are in America. That's a lot. A hundred million people. Yeah. yeah. I think the most interesting part of that too that you probably could like maybe focus on or think about is like, what does it mean? to be on social media and use social media in a way where, again, it's all subjective. So there is really no judgment system. It's always changing, but what does it mean to use it in a way that is quote unquote, reasonable, balanced and healthy. And, healthy. Yeah. 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 and that's probably like a, a good point. I think there's, there's also a, great a, question. a book too that I haven't read yet. It's on my bookshelf, but apparently it's great called How to Do Nothing, Resisting mm -hmm. the Attention Economy by this that's woman, great. Jenny O'Dell. That's all about, apparently it's like a, you know, a, a, a good treatise on getting, like saving our attention spans, not necessarily by protesting social media, yeah. but some semblance of being aware of it. Well, maybe it's time for us to get Jenny O'Dell on the podcast. <laughs> uh, does she does she right. put her Twitter or Instagram handle in her bio for great the question? Episode? That's great one thing question. I want to know. Yeah. Uh, that said, Elliot, it is time to get to your <laughs> list of New Year's resolutions. Yes. And wait, I'm wait, not... you 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 left out. Uh, uh, what was the other one? Jim Jim's comma lose the titties. <laughs> What what titties? What are you talking about? I mean, I know that it's a bit now that you talk about your titties and your and, fupa and all this. And stuff. he said he was going to dial back drinking this year as well. Yeah. Oh I, wow. I actually i i i think I'm going to stop. I think I'm going to stop drinking at home alone. <laughs> oh, that's good. I think it's healthy. That's a good. I, I think 
I, because I, look, I don't, I, I, I don't ever want to not drink when I'm at a party or with friends or at, on a date or something. But like, you know, I generally have twelve drinks a week, and you know, on a slow week, I'll, uh, I'll end up having half of those at home alone watching Jeopardy or whatever. And I'm just like, maybe I would be happier. If you watch another show. Uh, yeah, maybe I'd be happier if I was doing just less drinking at home. Yeah. And, you know, I mean, I well, like I like drinking at home, but like maybe I can do it like every. Uh, every well, and what are you drinking? Are you just drinking like... beer at home? Oh, just beers. Drinking? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, if you yeah. can also like re heal it Jeopardy, that's a problem. <laughs> <laughs> you can also reframe the way you think about drinking because you talk about it in a way that isn't necessarily the way that me yeah. or Alan or anybody else thinks about it. Like. You have a budget, like a number for how yeah, many drinks you want to have. Like to an end to a means. It's always yeah. about getting drunk. So yes. you know, how can I get drunk? Exactly. You know, it, it's it's never like the casual just imbibing of of alcohol. Yeah. 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 Although it is, I will, but to your to in your defense, I am definitely one. Especially when I do drink, I fucking love to get drunk. I mean, I it's the coolest thing. Literally, that and smoking are the two coolest things I've ever done in my life. Is getting <laughs> coolest, drunk. and literally because it's just it is fucking fun to get drunk on a level that like you know you're in a safe space, you know you're okay, and you can just fucking get drunk and like show your titties, and that is a beautiful thing. It's the best, and I never <laughs> want to give it up. I know, but I um, I have to give it up because I know it. it like it's not great for me so sure. i don't do that and that's sure. my thing but like i get it i get the need to get drunk sometimes yeah. it's like people who just drink wine casually with their like steak at dinner i'm sorry you're fucking boring like yeah. it's just fun <laughs> to have like three glasses of wine and like it's shitty by the end of the night and accidentally text a yeah. dick pic to someone yeah. you don't know yeah. you know what yeah. i mean like it's that's, fun. that's it that's exactly <laughs> it that's the fun of drinking yeah uh but elliot let's get to your list now uh sure um my list <laughs> more more trips to outback with brendan allen that is i love that absolutely love that. true um my list let's see I, I wrote no more dates which uh which is i think you misinterpreted as me saying i never want to go on a date again yes it's not that i don't want to go on a date or or date again it's that i i want to when I'm interested in pursuing a relationship, it feels so um, heavy or like loaded. I think yeah. basically after being uh, tech dumped in a text <laughs> and then ghosted after a year of dating somebody, it's like reframed everything, my entire way that I think about relationships. Um, not for the better, obviously, uh, as you might expect. Yeah. Um, but I think now that I'm thinking about it, it's like, uh, my resolution essentially is to um, imagine dating in a very um, conscious way, I guess, I or a very a way cerebral way. I think you're, I think the advice you just gave to Brent actually applies to you too, in that like one of the things that I found in the way, having known you for as long as I have, like in the way that you date, you also date by numbers. You're very yes. conscious of how long you date and how many dates you've been on and how many months it's been and all these things. I yeah. don't even remember when I met It's very heteronormative. Like, it, well, it is, oh, but it's also like- I remember Alan. <laughs> but it's also like, you know, being present, being consciously present and just not counting the things and not thinking about the numbers and the months and the where you're supposed to be at this point. Exactly. And all the things. You know, I, I also will add, I also will add, I mean, I've been in a similar place recently where I've just been like 
so bored with the dates that I've gone on from Hinge and and I think there's I, I think there's this thing like when you haven't gone on a date in a while or you're feeling kind of restless or perhaps horny or whatever, there's this compulsion to be like, oh, let me let me do this now. I need to do this again. I need to match with someone and do it. And we need to meet and we need yeah. to hang out. And and I'm hoping it'll they will be my life partner and I will tell immediately. And you're like, that's not how it should work. Like, maybe I should focus on just who is inspiring, who is sparking joy well, that's, that's in my the, life that's exactly and like go on dates about. with those people, you know? Yeah, and, and that to me is why it's like, why I'm in no rush, you know? And I'm like, genuinely, it's like, I'm in no rush and, I, and I'm like, I've made the resolution to like, only, <laughs> genuinely, only want to like, meet people who are interesting or who are ch actually challenging. Yeah. Yeah. Otherwise, I don't want to waste my time. Like, I want to yeah. be, want to take it seriously and like actually do it as a thing. But also, yeah. not, anxiety, not just do it to do it. The anxiety and the butterflies and all of those things are also very healthy. Well, I've forgotten about those things. But you know what I mean? <laughs> that like, I think that I think it's actually healthy to have some conflict or like, there's, there's, it's healthy to have some sort of like, I don't know, anxiety because it is a, it's a serious thing to enter into a relationship or to date for more than just going on casual dates once you decide you want to date this person more and more like they're, they're, well that's that's the thing with some anxiety sometimes yes con con conflict and anxiety is real and that of course is like nothing to, it's not, it's healthy to lean into that i think in a relationship rather than run away from not it make it the relationship yeah not make it that's like toxic but yeah i don't know i i can't pretend to like know anything other than like trying to just just wanting to meet people who actually can have a conversation <laughs> mm -hmm. and if, yeah, if yeah. they can actually have an, a challenge be challenging that's all yeah. at this point i'm like okay when i'm interested i'll be interested i had someone tell me recently that they were like because i'm a friend who's like all around our age and stuff so like 48 like brent and then you know around 40s for for <laughs> elliot and i and uh and no i he was like i just want to find someone that like fits with my friend group and is like just yeah and it's like, I think that is an important thing for the way we lead our lives, that if you find someone that you think, oh, well, Brent's going to love this person, which is a huge step, Ellie. If you find someone like that, that's big. <laughs> but, oh my like, God. <laughs> but no, like, you know what I mean? Like, you want to, you find someone that like, you know, is going to blend well into your friend group and you know, is going to be a part of your life in a way that is like normal. Well, now I'm, I'm not sure if that's like, that's what I used to think. But now I think that it, that is that sort of is lovely and convenient, but it's sort of like a, a puzzle in a jigsaw, a piece of a jigsaw puzzle versus yeah. the challenge of finding somebody who, whether whether or not they fit into my groups of friends or get, a, like it's about the person like actually oh, challenging m me as a human being and yeah. intellectually versus yeah. being somebody who, I can hang with and who hangs easily. Do you ever feel like you try to force them into your friend group though? No, I don't No, I don't think so. You try to like get friends to like this person. I mean, I like... guess you guys could tell me <laughs> if I've done that. I mean, uh, I think we all do that. I mean, yes, I think everybody does everyone, that. I mean, it but it, it's also tough and and you know, I think to to touch upon I think maybe your your psyche about this right now is that I've always struggled with 
I think so highly of my friends that there are very few people I've met that I think could hang. No, that's true. And so for oh, me, I'm not laughing. I just saw in the doc what what Ed Brent added in the uh, document. Yeah. For for me, spread your legs more. <laughs> well, Ellie Ellie wrote that earlier. He said he wants he wants yeah. to spread his legs more. Yeah. Um. No, but for me, like I'm I sometimes try to think of like how can I find someone that I could compartmentalize. Yeah. Uh, which I I know you know probably sounds like a maybe a little dark or 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 unfortunate sounding to a stranger, but but there's a reality which is like I don't know if I can find someone who I am a attracted to, b can hang out with Elliot and Alan and you know any number of other iterations of friends of mine because we have very you know everyone does I'm not saying I'm the only one with diverse friend groups but like. I had that concern. I, with I, I just fully. I, I when when Michael moved down here and we fully, you know, started hanging out with you guys, I was worried because he, I worried that he he was a part of my personality that maybe, I mean, I realize now that my personality is one hundred percent with you guys, but like there was a part of me that I was like, I don't think they're gonna get him. Like oh I don't. My God, I, I don't think they're. Gonna, I love him. Like, but yeah, I'm, well, now I know that, of course. But like, and so I think for for that reason, I was like, oh well. He's clearly just a reflection of what I enjoy in the world and things that yeah. I like. And so if yeah. that's how why you guys are friends with me. And so like, then why wouldn't yeah. you like him? Which is goes to say that like, whoever you like is likely going to be a wonderful reflection of your interest in the world that I already yeah. enjoy. Yeah, yeah. I hope so. I mean, I think a lot about like our friend Brandy and she and her husband, Jason is just, a, a gem like a gem of a human yeah. being they're so perfect and yet yeah. and yet they are both able to be completely indiv individuals yeah. complete individuals. autonomous of of one another they live they they are seem i had a um i think my parents are this but i also had some friend uh friend growing up whose parents were i felt very close-knit but also totally autonomous like they even took vacations separately sometimes not always but sometimes um, and I just it seems being very like, healthy. To yeah, me. it seems healthy to me as as well. I'm not saying everyone has to do that. That yeah. might be a bit extreme for some, but like, um, you know, I think, yeah, yeah, I, I think it's... autonomy is an a really important. See, and I don't uh, think Michael and I are necessarily yeah. like that. We're very much. I mean, I can't imagine going to like you know um, alcove and not him coming along. Like, oh yeah, yeah, like, yeah. But but you you if you had to you if I had to of course, and I feel like I have even, but like. It's, but it's one of those things that is just like, if if it just fits naturally, yeah. it fit. Well, it does try fit. to make it fit. It does. Yeah. He he. Yeah. Michael's just so lovely and fun to hang out with. So it's yeah. very seamless. Well, but he's as dark yeah. as Brent, which is one of the things that yeah. I love the most. He. <laughs> it's true. He goes. But, he goes for the juggler real quick. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but Elliot, what like I mean, I'm trying to understand everything that you wrote on your spreadsheet. How I mean, how often are you looking to spread your legs in the new year? <laughs> I love all your sexual references for me are like out of like a Tim <laughs> Allen book. <laughs> spread your legs, like what? Wet your your, your I, these all these like '90s references for women are the ones you use on me. I, it's so funny. The, the way the way Elliot the way Elliot has an orgasm is that he sits on the, the dryer oh, right. during the spin cycle. <laughs> <laughs> it's like literally. Helen Hunt and Mad About You right. sitting on a sitting on a washing wow, machine having an orgasm. Good. Yeah, that's me. <laughs> oh, I have stories about Tim Allen and Helen Hunt for both of these. 
and another thing. So I, as I we talked about, I went to um, San Francisco for the holidays with my right. family in the Bay Area. And one of the things that, and wonderful, wonderful visit. I got, I did get sick midway through, and I spent most of this past holiday week just very sick, but not. Yeah. Really. I'm glad to hear Fine. that. I'm all better now. Um, but his family is lovely, but there's there's a situation with the bathroom that I texted you guys about immediately. <laughs> yes. it's, it's this trauma of being, um, I mean, we've all had this trauma, I think, of being in a in a guest's house and having to use the restroom in an intimate way, meaning like, a way that masturbating well no not like that I, no. <laughs> all right <laughs> no, not doing that there but you mean uh, diarrhea well yes that's a part of it yeah the yeah. same thing and there's there's one bathroom in the home and <laughs> and there's no lock on the door wait there's one bathroom in the home yeah and wow. there's, yeah. There's, there's no lock on the door and um and you know it's fine no one's gonna barge in because you know of course they see someone's in there but the trauma yeah of me I get sitting it. there and wondering will someone come in and then the things that i would have to do in order to stop maybe put something because i didn't want to i don't want to turn the faucet on because i don't want to waste water i don't yeah. understand that is clearly the the signal that you're that somebody's in there and there's something happening but the faucet yeah, even if it's well, like a no, little I bit know. of water. I know, but I just don't want to waste the water. Yeah, I, like, I know, I, it's I the world. It. I you hate know? wasting water. Yeah, I, I, I had this angst. I, I still do. Like, if you're if you're at a party, I, I don't I don't want people walking in and seeing my penis while I'm while I'm peeing. That's honestly what it all boils sure, it's down a to. Lovely penis, though. And and the thing is, like, if I was if I was having diarrhea, like Alan was. That He's wouldn't bother me. I wouldn't mind someone. I wouldn't mind someone seeing me sitting sitting down. It's you wouldn't all mind about that? the peeing for some reason. Oh, that's like horrifying. No, I, to no me. the peeing the peeing is quick and easy for me because like you can shield it. It's real quick. Like it's like it's it's easy. The pooping is like because if you then try to then get up to then stop the door from opening, you've mm -hmm. made a mess. You've clearly made a mess. Yeah, because it's because of the diarrhea shooting out. But it gets worse. It gets worse. Why is, why is diarrhea the default for either of you? <laughs> it gets worse though because they have um like a bidet on the toilet, which is really fantastic. You know what I yeah. mean? Like a like a water you know thing, and Spout, it causes yeah. the the um the toilet seat to be raised like I don't know an inch or so, like you yeah. know enough. And yeah. you know we all know that like you know maybe I'm not as blessed down there as others and so sure. when, it, when i when i have we, we, then, we, we can't all be elliot glazer no we can't we can't and so when i am sitting to then pee which i don't know i don't sit to pee all the time but like you know if that yeah. happens while, while in the course of the diarrhea yeah. then the it doesn't quite because there's such a large gap between the seat and the, uh -huh. the toilet that it can easily just start coming right out like like oh, a like a, like a faucet. That, ha that happened to me you like know? once when i was a kid I think I was. Elliot's trying was, to figure out how this I happens because his penis is so big he's never. <laughs> this this happened to me in elementary school. I think I was sitting on the toilet. In elementary school, yeah. when your penis was not developed. Yes, right, that's, right, that's exactly right. like mine. Uh, Let's continue. <laughs> no, but I was yeah, and I I'm, I peed this on the I peed like on my own pants through the space between yeah. the seat yeah. and the the toilet itself. And yeah. that happened to me, and it's it's um. And you don't even know it until it's I've, happening because a puddle has to form. Yeah, and then, exactly. And then you know, oh, quiet, I'm in trouble. I'm in trouble, you know? Yeah. yeah. So did you end up just coughing a lot? 
uh, when you were well, in the no, bathroom? So I, what did you do to keep people from coming in? For the first time in my life, being the um, the Diane Keaton type person that I am, you know, I layer. I have lots of layers. I all right. am entering spaces with layers and options for bundling up. And I then took off most of my layers and I basically created a little doorstop, if you will. Oh, nice. By the door. so that A sweep. If, yes, so that if the door were to open, well, clothes are going to get in the way and that's immediately going to be a sign of, oh, someone's either oh, someone, or someone's they're in there. In here. Yeah. Yeah. That's smart. I mean, I mean can you see that the lights are yeah. on? Yeah, yeah, of course, of course. No one's coming in. That's the thing. It's all my own self-panic. It's, it's all my all, own. Yeah, like that. Yeah. Yeah, it's all like worked up in my own little head. But it's also like especially, it's a foreign thing to me. Especially when you're visiting the, you know, I'll, I'll put it in quotes, the in-laws. Yeah. It's like going to the bathroom is the relax, like not that it's, it's difficult to be around it's these people that you love but it's like it's a break yes. and you need you don't want it to be quick yeah and you don't want to be interrupt you don't want that to be uh, yeah. uh the memory they of, talk uh, about after you leave yeah the yes. memory they talk about or or what causes more stress during yeah. your trip so you want this down the line remember when be... we walked in on h allen yeah that's going to be the story yeah yeah I, again i still am so i don't understand why you guys are mid projectile diarrhea in these scenarios <laughs> it's really it's i mean is that is that happening all the time no i'm i mean no no one is there's no projectile well, anything happening. it sounds like for alan it is yes no it's uh, i also I, if, not for me. I can't even I wonder if in there diarrhea <laughs> but but uh, but michael has several sis several sisters yeah so if it's all of them with one bathroom i would think that they would all the family would gen yeah. generally be cautious about walking in on others. Oh, of course, but I'm not about to initiate that conversation either. Yeah. Like, no, of course that's not. That's also a creepy conversation. How is I just how is there no how is there no lock? That's a great question that, again, I don't want to start that conversation because right, what kind of conversation right, is right. that to have? And, it, and it's it's not your conversation to have yeah, as a right. guest in the house. Yeah. But I, 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 certainly, I certainly agree with the, the general sentiment. Yeah, that most bathrooms should have locks on them. Maybe, hey, Alan, oh, yeah. maybe that could be your Christmas gift to them <gasps> next year. That's a wonderful lock. <laughs> he comes with a them. tool belt. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>